The long wait for Euro 2020 is finally over. In the build-up to the big kickoff, we are doing something special. We have scoured the Twitterverse to find a representative from each of the 24 nations competing in this summer's European Championships. We'll be recording a preview with each representative who will be sharing views on their nation's hopes and expectations throughout the tournament. And most importantly, the fantasy assets we should be looking out for. Welcome to Euro 2020 Happy Hour. Hello and welcome to our Euro 2020 preview series with myself, Sham, otherwise known as FPL2Guys1Cup on Twitter. Myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Tonight, Rob, we've got another guest and they are representing the nation that I ranked number one in the world for the last three years. And that is Belgian and Jaochim. Jaochim, welcome. Hello, guys. Thank you. Evening. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, um, I listened right. all your pots. It was a great time already. Guys, oh, that's, I don't know how you managed to listen to all of them. I don't know anyone <laughs> that listened to all of them yet, I'll be honest. Um, a, a lot of people are like listening to all of them within like 48 hours and they're going to be like piling through all of them. But it's, it's nice to know that you've um, enjoyed them. So you'll be well rehearsed for this evening's pod. Yes, um, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, um, can you um, tell us a little bit about yourself, what football team you support, um, if you play FPL, and how you pronounce your name? Because I'm sure I've not done it correctly, <laughs> as, as with everyone else's so far. <laughs> so, guys, um, I'm uh, Joachim Heens. Um, Joachim, I'm 30 years old. I'm a physiotherapist. I'm from Belgium. I live in Mechelen. And that is also the, the team I am a, a huge fan of, uh, KV Mechelen. The nice yellow-red shirt from Belgium. Here they are. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the most beautiful colors. No, uh, I am a, a big, a huge football fan. Um, I played it myself from five years till my 27. Uh, I, I had to uh, stop football uh, because I uh, had very, very bad uh, niece. Um, I was always injured, so uh, I had to make the very difficult de uh, decision. Um, but I watch a lot of football. I watch um, the Premier League, the Championship, uh, the Belgium uh, First League. I watch Champions League, uh, World Cups, Euro Cups, etc. So I watch a lot. I'm a little bit a football um, fanatic. I can say that. I'm a, a little bit a geek in football. <laughs> um, um, and uh, besides KV Mechelen, my team here in Belgium, I am a huge fan of Chelsea in England. Um, when I was seven years old, I played my first game FIFA, FIFA 98, the, the 98 version. Um, and I played with uh, Chelsea and there was a little Italian guy, Gianfranco Zola. And I don't know why, but, but I, it was great to play with him. And, I was always talking to my dad uh, about Gianfranco Zola. And when I was 10 years old, he took me to Stamford Bridge. So I was there when I was 10 years old and the love began for the Blues. And till now, I am a huge fan of uh, Chelsea. It wow. is uh, pre-Abramovic time. So, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Um, I play FPL, but just recently, since this year, because I'm a huge football manager player. And for me, the only real manager game was the football manager. And years and years, uh, guys were talking about uh, fantasy, fantasy, and I said, no, I play the real game. Till now, this, this year, this summer, there was a friend of mine and he challenged me. He said, I want to play to, uh, against you. So I thought, I know much more about football, so this is going to be easy. But after game week one, <laughs> he was 30 points ahead of me because <laughs> I know a lot of football, but he knows a lot of fantasy games. <laughs> and uh, in game week two, I played my first wild card. Wild, wild card. Um, and it was better, but still, he outscored me. So I was mad. I was really mad because I know more of football. So I, I um, became a little bit addicted. I listen uh, pods. I start reading um, articles. I, um, I was uh, with Ben Krellin's uh, cheats. Every day I was busy building my team, building. And I think in the first 10, 11 weeks, I took many, many hits. 36, I guess. Um, so I was ranked. 3 million, 2 million, but I ended uh, 40k. Wow, wow. nice one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, awesome. did, you meet your, did you beat your friend? I beat him. Of course you beat points. his friend. So that was your first season this season playing FPL? Yes. Uh, I have to be honest, last year I made on the first day, um, first match day, I made a team and it was actually a ghost team. I never looked again, so I played, and I was last year ever two million, two million five hundred with a ghost team. I did nothing, Juan, just one team, yeah. and uh, Kevin De Bruyne was man uh, was my uh, captain. He must have okay. been listening to us then um, for the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. To get up to that 40k. Right? Some yeah. Of, yeah. Some of, some of. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you play any other fantasy games or just FPL? Uh, I did uh, the, the the Champions League fantasy game, but uh, just after the the group stage. Okay, well, it's nice to have a football nut on the on the show. Uh, you'll be well rehearsed then for this podcast, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of knowledge out of you. Let's talk about Belgium then. How did you guys do in the qualification? Uh, it's a long time ago, but it was uh, you know, it was easy for us. We uh, played ten games, ten victory victories, forty goals scored, and only three conceded. So um, uh, two the two games against Russia, we won with three one and one four, um, and we conceded one goal in our last game against Cyprus. But actually, oh, um, in the last two years, the there's so much that, that that changed. Actually, the the, the, the road to the to, to this Euro is not so important anymore because it was it was easy for us. We played with our best team uh, the most of the games. We won easily. There, there weren't really difficult games for us. Um, Lukaku seven goals, Hazard five goals, Batshuayi four goals. Um, it was a, a goal fest, and I think we we scored the most of all the all the countries. And we conceded less, the, the, the least uh, amount of goals, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. But um, yeah, um, when we, we, um, we saw the, 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 the draft of the, 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 the group, um, yeah, everyone in Belgium was, was, was certain that eh, we're going to go to the Euros no, no matter what. And, and when we would uh, 
play a draw or a, a lose, it would it would it would be bad because we are much better than all the teams in that in that group. Yeah. So I guess being ranked number one, there comes with a. Do you feel like there comes with a lot of expectation now as a Belgium, uh, you know, fan? Is there you expect to win every game because you are ranked yeah. number one in the world? Is that how you yeah. feel? Yeah, and you see it, you know, in the the this, the the our style of playing. Um, we we play our games, um, and we we are the boss on the ball. We have most ball possession. We play very high, and you see our. Um, um, confidence in our game that first place on the FIFA ranking, you can see that because uh, five years ago we have almost the same team and we played we play very different under Mark Wilmots, our um, our uh, coach before Roberto Martinez. We had the same players uh, and back then they already played for very great teams in Europe, but now we play as we play as an, as, as a number one. Mm. And it's, it's great to see the, the the dominance, and not only against uh, Gibraltar or Cyprus, but when last game against England, the, the two games, we play so um, with confidence, and that is great to see. So, I guess, like you mentioned, the qualification was some time ago. Yeah. So, since then, obviously, you've had the Nations League and the World Cup qualifying. Yeah. Uh, how have you guys done in recent times, and what's kind of changed to... Uh, a couple of years ago um yeah a couple of years ago <laughs> uh, before our golden generation we uh we struggled against every team every country uh, but even against the small ones we struggled but now uh, in the nations league um we won two times again iceland we won two times again denmark uh, a 4-2 and a, a 2-0 and we won against England 2-0, and we lost 2-1 in England. Um, so it was, but that that, that uh, those games were before um, December, yeah. Mm -hmm. And back then we um, we still had Witzel. It's very important. Now the World Cup qualifiers, we played against um, Wales. We won 3-1 was not a good game. Uh, we conceded, but Wales could have scored more. Um, we played against Czechia, 1-1. It was really a bad game, and Czechia was was fine. They played really well. Um, I don't know, you uh, you saw the, the, the games, but it we, we were not that team that I used to be the last couple of years. And the factor with Cell is very important in that. And now we played against Gibraltar, but yeah. <laughs> You, you can't say not. We, we won 8-0, I think, yeah, 8-0. But, um, yeah, um, and now the friendlies now. We played against Greece, 1-1. Not a good game. Our attacking football was less, less than we used to. Um, the, our defense was weak. We uh, Greece had sc could score more. Um, but tonight, our final game, Croatia, we won 1-0. Uh, and it was a good game. Uh, we didn't give uh, give uh, chances away. We could have won with three or four nil. Lukaku was uh, again amazing, amazing. Um, um, I don't know. Did you watch the game tonight? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't see the. Best. You have to watch. I'll you have be... to watch the highlights. You have yeah, to watch I've the got, highlights. I've, um, 
that's been my my thing. I think over the last few days, it's because there's been so many um, friendlies. Yeah, I, I, know. I mean, a lot of the friendlies. Um, it's very easy as well to try and get really sucked in yeah. on them um, and look into a lot of things where, um, like, certain players playing and formations. So I'm trying to avoid watching whole games of the friendlies because yeah. a lot of the info there isn't relevant. Um, yeah, just watching the highlights each evening. So that's my job for after this will be to watch today's highlights. Um, yeah, but it was it was a, a great uh, rehearsal for our game against Russia because I think the the team of tonight um, is almost the theme the team that will play against Russia on Saturday Saturday, um, and it was a good it was a really good game. Um, Croatia is a good contestant is a good team they played the finals of the world cup and we were much better and so yeah it was again what, what i say it was again our dominant game style uh, the, the, the play our our style of play was again dominant we were um yeah we were much better so would you say this Belgium side are coming into the tournament with kind of unsure form or indifferent form? Um, because obviously you had that that draw and then obviously you had another draw in the friendly against Greece. I know it was just a friendly, but I almost feel like with Belgium, I feel like it's either going to be 5-0 or 0-0 or 1-1 or something. You know, I feel like sometimes you just don't know what Belgium side turns up. I, I, I don't I don't know. What do you think? Um it will never be a nil-nil because since our last game against France on the world in the World Cup in the semi-finals, we played 30 games and we scored in every game. Okay. So Belgium scores always. <laughs> um, but our form, yeah. Um, before this game, I wasn't sure about uh, our team and about the Euros uh, because there are a lot of ifs. Um, is Witzel uh, ready? Is uh, Kevin De Bruyne ready? What with Hazard? Where is he? Hazard, where is he? So that are so they are, they are so important for our country for our football that in my eyes we are not uh, a favorite. We are an outsider, and I I don't think without them we we have a chance on winning the the, the tournament. Um, yeah, I guess the only thing that's missing from this Belgium side now is is um, a cup, right? Like a World Cup mm -hmm. or a European, because yes. you guys Indeed. have been ranked um, for the last three years, number one. And before that, you know, between 2000 and, 2000 and 2016, your uh, appearances at major tournaments wasn't really consistent. Um, and it's great to see that you guys are doing so well. But I just... I just, you know, outside of England, I want you guys to win something because it's nice. Although you're ranked number one, I still feel like you're underdogs in some sort of way because yeah. you haven't won a, um, you know, a major tournament for a long time. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your players then. You you mentioned uh, Vitzel is is injured. Um, yeah. What is are you going to miss him a lot? And what what style of play will you guys change differently without him there? And also, who else is important to that Belgium side? And and what do they bring? So, uh, if you look at our team, we won't change a thing because uh, one uh, strength of Roberto Martinez in international football is uh, he knows you are only in a uh, in a year you are with that group for a month in total. So he always plays the same system. Um, to get some um, 
yeah some automatic uh, automatic uh, automatization in your team so he plays always the three four three um, but actually I've, i i call it more a three four one two um, and the position of Witzel is very important because we are a very attacking side. We attack uh, very high. Our wing, our wingers, there are no wingbacks. They are wingers. They have really more an attacking uh, purpose than a defensive, uh, defensive purpose. So we are very attacking. And then the, the role of Witzel in that team, he's the glue. He's the main man be, um, between the lines. Um, he have, uh, 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 for Belgium, uh, so much ball recovery, um, he's playable, and he don't take risks. Uh, with Sel, when he gets the ball, he never plays immediately the forward pass. Um, he plays back, he plays the side, but he's, for the control of that team, he's, that, that is very important because we are a very attacking team. So he's not there, and the Donker, Leandro, Leandro Donker from uh, Wolves, from Wolves, uh, Wolverhampton, um, he plays there now, but he's not the same guy, he's not the same player. He's, not, he's okay, he is he's a big man, he, have, he has also ball recovery, but he's not that glue guy, he's not the man between the, 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 the attack and the defense, what would sell good for us. Um, and what is the... the, the this moment, the situation uh, on Witzel, um, he won't play the first two games, so he won't play Russia, he won't play Denmark, and normally he should play 30 minutes against Finland, so he can make minutes and be ready for um, the um, the round of the 16th finals. Um, but I'm not sure. He, he, he didn't play since 9 January. I don't know if, if he can be that guy he is for Belgium. So, yeah, we would see that. I don't know. I think I don't think he will be ready for his position in that team for a, 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 a total game of 90 minutes. I don't think so. Um, so, but enough uh, on Witzel. Um, so, uh, as I say, uh, very important players for our team are uh, first place Lukaku, um, Kevin De Bruyne, of course, Eden Hazard, of course, Witzel, and then Courtois. Those are um, not fantasy, but just our team. That is the core of our team. Uh, Courtois, because he's the best goalie in the world. Uh, for, for me, he's the best. Uh, he has so many games. He just have to save one ball. And he, he is there always. I, the, 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 the bad um, balls he ever had, it, it, I can count them on one hand. He's really a great, a great goalkeeper. Um, um, and Afria in attack, yes, the, the numbers they speak for themselves. Lukaku um, tonight he made he made his 60th goal for Belgium in 93 games. Wow. That is incredible. It's yeah. really incredible. Um, I, I I I looked at some uh, other stats from Lukaku um, since the World Cup. He um, Made with tonight, uh, he made 20 goals and six assists in 16 games. So that is uh, <laughs> that is a, a goal every uh, 60 68 minutes and an attacking return every 50 minutes. So that's why he's our talisman. He has an att attacking return every 50 minutes. That is, that is insane. So he's incredible. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
also this this season in in uh, in the Serie A for for Inter, he he made um, what, what, 24 goals and also 10 assists. So he's in an amazing form. Um, he's yeah, there is there isn't a player that is in such a form as Lukaku. I think in in the world. Um, maybe Lewandowski. He was great too, <laughs> but no, Lukaku is is such a great uh, player. Um, he was for Belgium the leading scorer at age of 24. So he made the most goals for Belgium when at the age of 24, and he reached the 50th goal faster than Messi, Ronaldo, Zlatan, Lewandowski. So it's incredible. What what this what this guys means for Belgium is incredible. So uh, enough about Lukaku. It's, it's nice. Do you know what? It's nice to hear you talking about Lukaku in such a positive light because um, years ago, I remember you saying to me um, off air, Belgian people didn't really like Lukaku. They had, you know, they rated the likes of Batshuayi and Benteke above Lukaku, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, really, really. Um, I know the the World Cup 2014, I think. The, the, the Euros of 2016, uh, Lukaku started always as the main uh, striker, but he uh, didn't score in the first game and suddenly he was out of the team. Then one year there was Bacuay, another year there was Origi, and the fans, they didn't like him. Um, I don't know why. You, he's such such a good good striker. He's, he's enormous. Yeah. Nice. Well, okay. Um one thing that I'm key to understand, obviously, you mentioned about Hazard and De Bruyne. Yes. Where is Hazard and what's happening? Is that and is the lack of Hazard and and potentially De Bruyne for a couple of games? Um, is that going to affect you guys? Um, let's talk about Hazard first. Okay, uh, Hazard. Yeah, he's um, he was. I, I can't say he is, but he was. Uh, more important for Belgium than De Bruyne um, at the World Cup. Not, all, not only the World Cup, but the years around Azar was, was more important for Belgium. Um, but now, yeah, what can I say? He, um, he was, this, this week, he did an interview for uh, Belgian television. And I really, I saw a man who is retiring. Really? really, I I I I couldn't believe my eyes. He's thirty years old uh, since a couple of weeks, and it's look. He it, it looks like a guy who is uh, who is quitting football. He, uh, the way he talks, there is no fire in him. So, for me, I I I don't know because I'm I'm a Chelsea fan. I was a, I am a huge Azar fan, but it's it's very strange. Um, tonight he made uh, ten minutes uh, in the game. It's, uh, his first minutes since. Uh, November 2019 for Belgium, so it's a long time, and he didn't play for almost two years. So match fitness zero. Um, so he, he won't play the first match. I think he will um, be, be, be substituted, and he will play 30 minutes. 30 minutes against Russia, maybe 45 minutes against Denmark, maybe 90 minutes against Finland. So he he, he could be ready for also like itself. Maybe he's, he's ready for the the 16 finals, but he he, he isn't ready now. He isn't ready. He isn't ready. No, very it's a shame. sad because it, it's, it's a shame, it's a really. Shame. Because, uh, like, I, I mean, we've all. I, I'm a I'm a Man United fan, but I appreciated Eden Hazard um, as that player for Chelsea because he was brilliant. Like on his day, no one could defend against him. There wasn't no. a right back in the league that could get near him um, when he was running at them, and. 
he produced some great moments. And I think this move that like a couple of years ago, that move to Real Madrid, it, it, I think it was that move. I think happened for him a couple of years too late um, mm-hmm. because that Real Madrid team was was breaking up that great Madrid team that won the Champions League so many times. It was breaking up, and he was supposed to be coming in to be like the start of the new team. But he was too old. He's too old to be the start of the new team. Um, really. Yeah, and. It, it started with, with he came um, the first day in Bernabeu and he was uh, five um, was five kilogram uh, too heavy for uh, when he, he made his uh, medical um, examinations at Bernabeu he was uh, five kilo uh, less than when he arrived in the summer um, that is not what a, a star player do, does. It was so that the start of him at, at at Real Madrid was um with a fall it it wasn't right it, it, the old package it was too heavy it was he came some weight um it was very strange and no I don't know where the hazard from Chelsea is the joy he played with so much joy I can't see it anymore there is no joy in hazard anymore yeah. Do you think that that lack of Hazard in that Belgium side is going to affect you? Because I know you said that he hasn't played since November 2019 for Belgium. But obviously, you guys have done okay since then. Um, do you think that that is going to be a big problem for Belgium without Hazard there? Do you have someone else with that creativity that Hazard usually brings instead? Um, I think um, the absence of Hazard is less important than the absence of uh, De Bruyne and Witzel. Okay. But when you want to uh, when you, when you uh, want to become the champion of the Euros, you need Hazard. Yeah. But when you uh, want to play a good uh, Euros, quarterfinals, semifinals as Belgium you want to go to the semifinals of course, um, you don't need Hazard as much as Kevin De Bruyne and Witzel. So but you let's... need him. Let's talk about De Bruyne. Obviously, I mean, I, I would ask you what does he bring to this Belgian side, but we all know how good De Bruyne is, right? So we don't yeah. need to talk too much about him. But does he play, would you say he's a different type of player for Belgium than he is for Man City? Or is he that still that attacking, creative player for you guys? Because we noticed, as we've been doing these podcasts, a lot of um, players, obviously, they're the same player, but they play differently for their national side than they do their their... Um, the hope the regular league team like Wijnaldum, for example, is more of an attacking player for Netherlands um, than for Liverpool. What what would you say De Bruyne is? Actually, he's the same player because in uh, in Manchester City he plays uh, on a lot of uh, positions. He plays a false nine. He plays at the number eight. He plays a number ten. He plays at the wings um, um, sometimes. And in Belgium he does that too. Um, in our best team at the World Cup, he played uh, next to Witzel on the midfield. Um, but last years, um, he played when, when Tielemans was getting better, and Witzel played with Tielemans. He played um, in that um, in that yeah space behind Lukaku, uh, next to Hazard. Um, so he played almost as a striker, um, uh, yeah, uh, a second striker after after Lukaku. 
um, and yeah, from that position, he, he sometimes um, goes goes out for, to the wing, and he plays from there. So he plays just like in in City, a lot of of um, other positions, um, but in Belgium, that is in City too, he can swerve around more. So he and Nazari they change a lot of position. Uh, look, the Bruyne goes to goes to the left. Uh, the Bruyne goes to the right. He goes central. He goes everywhere where he where he wants to go. He has a lot of freedom in our um, team. Yes, yeah. But I think in City, it's almost the same. It's not that different. It's not that different. And um, would you say that the you know, are there any players you think that are going to be um, worth looking at that are, you know, we've got Witzel and Hazard and De Bruyne potentially not playing the first couple of games. Um, um, are there any other players, not necessarily from a fantasy option, but you think could cement their side and, you know, if they have a good couple of games, could, you know, cement their yeah. side in, whilst they're away? Yeah, I think there is one name that uh, he's, and I've, I hoping I was hoping this for for the, the last month a lot, month of two, uh, Carrasco Yannick Ferreira Carrasco he will replace Hazard I'm sure of that he will play on the on the spot of Hazard um, and he's in in in, in a great form um, he uh, what was it I think in his last nine games for Atletico Madrid he um, he scored six no. In his last nine games, he scores. He scored four goals and six assists in nine games. Mm. So he's, he's he's in a great form. And you you see when you when I watched him now against Greece and I watched him against Croatia, he's a man with confidence. He plays. He he he, he makes he makes dribbles. Um, yeah, and he he's so fast. Yeah, he's a great player. And he will replace Hazard, and he will do it really good. He will he will be uh, one of our uh, most important players in the tournament. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we look at your group, did you want? To, is there any other players that you want to quickly talk about? Um, you have uh, there. You have our um, Tielemans. Um, he will be the captain of our next generation. He's such a good player. And three years ago at the World Cup, he was um, he was on the bench. He was he came on. Uh, he played the, the the third group game against England because we both, uh, England and Belgium, were uh, qualified. So he played uh, that game, um, but he is so good. And also tonight, um, there were two uh, standout performances, Lukaku and Tielemans. Tielemans, again, was... I don't know what's, what's, what's happened with that guy, but the last two years, he improved his game so much. Um, yeah, he is really good. And I think in, in, in football, he is ready to take a step higher. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let, let's look at your group then. Yeah. Do you look at this group and think this is an easy nine points, or do you look at this and go, we could we could struggle a little bit here, and you know because uh, we haven't got De Bruyne and Hazard is not on form and Witzel is not around. Are, are there any concerns here with this group? No, I don't think so. I think. Even without, um, I think the Brunner, he will miss the first game, but I think he will be ready against Denmark because he had uh, an operation Saturday, uh, yesterday. He had a little operation, but normally tomorrow he will be on the pitch training. So uh, I think he will miss the Russia game. But normally um, the, 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 the team, 
that played tonight against Croatia is a very decent team. Uh, and they will win against Russia and against Denmark. Normally, uh, the Brana is, is there. And yeah, we will win. Um, we played against Denmark um, for the Nations League um, two times. We won pretty easy. Um, I, I have to say, Denmark is really improved. It's, it's, it's a good team. Um, I, I, one of the two games, um, the first 30 minutes, they really played uh, a very, very good game. Um, but yeah, Belgium was, was, was too strong in, the, in both those games. And it was also without Hazard. So um, I think normally uh, Belgium uh, win uh, they they have they has to win from they have to win from uh, Russia um, Denmark normally we will win but it could be we draw against them it could be because Denmark is in my eyes the second strongest team in this group and against Finland yeah we will win um, you don't think the uh, Finnish Mbappe will cause you some problems. Ah, <laughs> you know, I listened, so <laughs> I heard that. Um, the Finnish Mbappe, I, I, so I, I, as I told you, I watch a lot of football and I watch also the championship uh, because I, I think that's one of the most beautiful competitions in the world, uh, the 24 teams competing each other. So I watched, uh, I watched Norwich uh, a couple of times. I saw uh, the, the, the Finnish Mbappe playing. Um, he's a good striker. But I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> but he's a good striker. But I'm not afraid. No. Interesting. Uh, but you know, do you think because we we've been um, looking a lot about uh, match day three? I know we're not talking about fantasy yet, but a lot of teams historically, and I imagine will be the same this tournament, will be resting players yes. for their third um, game if you know they've already qualified. Do you think with Belgium resting players that they can? you know, F Finland could cause an upset or cause you guys problems? Or do you think because you've got the likes of Witzel coming back and Hazard might get 90 minutes that game, that actually you guys will probably be quite strong anyway for that game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we will, there will, when we are qualified and normally it will be, uh, we will play uh, a weaker team, but we are weaker if Eden Hazard <laughs> plays 90 minutes yeah. and, and Witzel is coming back maybe um and jeremy doku um also a great young talent 19 years old i want to see jeremy doku this tournament i'm going to be honest the last one i have to talk about is jeremy doku i don't know you already uh saw saw him playing i've not heard of him to be honest nice. uh, jeremy doku he's um he's a young guy last year two years ago he uh, he had he had his breakthrough in anderlecht um, at 17 years old, and from the first moment you saw, ooh, this is someone for the new generation. After this, uh, Eden Hazard and, and De Bruyne uh, area, we have uh, Tielemans and Jeremy Doku. Um, he went this summer to Rennes, the France, uh, the, the France team, Rennes, um, for, I don't know, 30 million? I'm, I'm not sure. It was a lot of money. And um, he's now 19 years old, and his stats weren't that impressive. Um, he played a lot of minutes, I think 30 games, and he only scored two goals and three assists. So you can say that's not so impressive, but um, he's so likable to see. He had the most uh, successful dribbles in the, uh, in the La Ligue 1, 
in, um, he had 100, 110 successful dribbles, and in comparison with uh, Neymar, Neymar had uh, 90, Mbappé had 87, and he had uh, he had 110 successful dribbles. So he's a very uh, yeah great player to see, and he's so fast. And he's 19 years old. Those uh, stats about goals and assists they will follow. Um, so he will make some minutes this tournament, and uh, the whole world will know who Jeremy Doku is. Yeah. Nice. So my last question before we go on to fantasy is: Can you guys win it? Do you think you'll win it? No. 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 Um, if if and this is the big the big three ifs if. Hazard can find his form um, in the 16, 16 finals. If Witzel is there and the Bruyne can play without um, worries about his face, yeah, then we can win every, against every team um, with a Lukaku who is a much better player than three years ago. He's now the best striker in the world, top top three best strikers in the world. Um, so, if the three big ifs, uh, Azar, De Bruyne, and Witzel are there for the the quarter and the semi, the semifinals, yes, we can we can win. But I don't think the the three of them will play. So, no, we can't become champions without them. No. Interesting. Rob, have you got any questions before we um, talk fantasy? Um, I, I, the only thing I was going to say is, so match day three, we all captaining Leandro Trossard. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> How like would he play match day three? Would he would he come in if you had already qualified and we can all captain him again? Like that I don't know. Magnificent evening in FPL. Few yeah, weeks, it was a great evening. Weeks, it was yeah, a great evening. A few weeks ago. <laughs> um I don't know because um when I see it like I see it now, um Azar will play on his place, um and Doku will play behind I think uh Benteke or Bachuai. So then Trossard will um, be the first sub or second sub. Um, so no, I don't think Trossard will make minutes this tournament. I mean, it's just, I think like, it's just amazing seeing like the names on on the list of forwards and you've got, yeah, Lukaku, Hazard. We haven't even mentioned Dries Mertens um, yeah. in Napoli. <laughs> and he, he's a brilliant player as well. And then you've got yeah. Benteke, who at the end of the season was in great form for Palace. Um, he yes. almost he almost made it into my game week 38 team, um, but yeah, not quite. And um, Batshuayi, um, who, I mean, he struggled, maybe struggled at times at Palace this season, um, yeah. but he's still, for Belgium, when he's got, when he's had his chances, he's taken those he chances. He scores always. Yeah, Batshuayi so... scores always. When Batshuayi play, when he plays, he scores. Mm -hmm. He has an incredible... Um, yeah, incredible stats for Belgium. He's, he really is good in Belgium. He is a good player. So when I think he... my my favorite moment of Batshuayi's is when he <laughs> smacked know. the ball off the <laughs> off the post onto his head. I was, I was literally I was sitting here thinking I was like, was that Batshuayi that did that? I... Yes, yes. 100% <laughs> it was him. Um, yeah, after that was my favorite after Yamazai scored. Um, yeah, it was a. It's one of those moments that's always on a YouTube compilation um, yes. of Batshuayi kicking the ball into the post and then into his face. Um. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, you you named all the strikers, and then you have to know um, Janudzai, uh, pretty good player. Janudzai, Adnan Janudzai isn't there. Uh, Origi was was a good player for us, uh, isn't there? So uh, Alexis Verschare, um, no no, um, Alexis Salamakers from AC Milan. Uh, he played a really good season. He's also a very good player. And then you have the young guy, Jari Verschaaren at Anderlecht. He's um, next generation. We will have a good team, not like this team, but Belgium will be there. I mean, a lot of these players are sort of at their peak. Um, no. Yeah. So, like, a lot of them in that the next Euros, um, there'll be a lot that aren't there anymore. Um, players like yes. Witzel, maybe. Um, Chadley probably won't be there. Dries Mertens definitely won't be there. He'll be 37 then. Um, <laughs> uh, and then defence, like Vermeulen, he won't be there. Vertonghen won't be there. Um, so it's very much, if you're going to win something with this golden generation, it's now, isn't it? Um, like Yes, it, yes, yes, it is. It is. Um, it because is. a lot of these players, um, yeah, they've got... They, they've got this Euros, they might have the World Cup next year as well, but then after that, um, yeah, they'll be getting, pushing on a bit. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. now and, at the uh, moment. A couple of players from our golden generation all, are already retired. You had Van, Vincent Company, mm. Marouane Fellaini, he plays, but he retired from Belgium. Moussa Dembele, um, Raja Nainggolan, four players who were um, from the golden generation, who uh, already uh, retired from Belgium and the company uh, fully retired. Um, so, it, our um, yeah, the, the golden generation is is coming to an end. It's it's sad. It's really sad. I guess would you say that for Belgium supporters, you want you kind of need to win uh, over the next three tournaments, or it might not come through for a long time. Yes. That's kind so, of, you know, it's like, it's it's kind of not now or never, but it's now or not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. And we have now, we have uh, three opportunities. We have now the Euros, we have the Nations League, and we have the World Cup. Mm. But I think the World Cup is, is again a, a year and a half further. Um, Alderweireld is now uh, 32, Vertonghen is 34. And I, I didn't really mention it, but our defense is, is, is not that good. We play very attacking uh, system, and with uh, Vertonghen, Denier, and Alderweireld, it's not really good. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you what the strengths and weaknesses are of this side. Yeah. Is it, would you say your we, your defense is definitely your weakness? Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, and without Vitzel we there as well as the glue, that kind yeah, of yeah. makes yeah. it worse, right? I think the fact that yeah. you said that Courtois is one of the important players. Um, it kind of made it clear. Wait a minute. If he's one of the important players, that means he must, like, he must have to make a fair few saves, um, which means that defense, yeah, defense is. is weak. Um, and it is. We are we're we're looking at like, Alderweireld has had a pretty poor season with Spurs, um, to his standards. Mm -hmm. um, Van plays in Japan. Um, you got Vertonghen at Benfica, so. Portuguese league, not not mm -hmm. great. Um, then you've got more. I mean, Murnier at Dortmund has had a reasonable season. Um, mm. Then I mean, you've got Castagna who's struggled a bit with injury at Leicester this season. Then Donka who 
we all know from Wolves, um, he's like your 4.5 million. I'll have him <laughs> on the bench. Um, and then Denea, who seems to be appearing in absolutely every single draft that I see on Twitter because people want a piece of this Belgian defence. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute from a fantasy point of view, but I'm getting the feeling that Court, if I want a piece of the uh, of the Belgian defence, I should be going Courtois instead of... Um... Indeed, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was going to tell you that, but <laughs> you already uh, figured it out. <laughs> I'm just yeah, um, getting that let, feeling. <laughs> let, let's talk about fantasy then. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about the defence in a moment. Um, before we kind of go through the players and the options from this Belgium side, just a couple of questions. So uh, we normally ask every rep, are there any players here that you look at that are out of position, either listed as a defender and play midfield or midfield and defence or midfield and attack, etc.? Yeah, yeah, there are a couple. Um, we have, um, as I mentioned, we play with that 3-4-2-1 system and um, our wingers... They really don't play as defenders. So um, Meunier or Castagne, who is going to play? I think Castagne is going to going to play. Um, they play really as, as midfielders and not as defenders. So um, if Meunier play or if Castagne play, that uh, both are really interesting players because they really they are they, in Belgium. They are so attacking. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and the other uh, at the left uh, the left side, uh, it's uh, Azar, Torgan Azar or uh, Chadli, but they are um, they are midfielders, so they aren't interesting. But on that right side, yeah, Meunier or Castagne, they are out of position. Really, it, it is um, incredible how attacking, especially Thomas Meunier, um, for for our Belgium side, he make he made seven goals and fourteen assists in forty six games. So, That's a lot for a defender. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But I, I think tonight uh, Martinez played with with the team. Um, he's gonna play uh, Saturday. Except uh, Shadley won't play. It will be Torgan Azar on that left wing uh, position. Um, and so I think Castagne will will play on that right side. But I'm not sure of that. Um, what but, was the What's the team that you think will start then? Uh, on Saturday, yeah, um, I think yeah, in goal Courtois um, at the back, uh, Vertonghen, Denier, Alderweireld, um, then um, the wing back at the right, uh, Castagne, I think, central uh, Tielemans with the Donker, and at the left Torgan Azar, um, and then in front we have uh, Carrasco, Mertes, and Lukaku. Okay, that so you think on that left uh, wing back position it's going to be um, Hazard, yes. Hazard, Torgan Azar, yes. Okay. Um, so, um, and other guys out of position, yeah. Um, actually, Carrasco and Eden Hazard, they play, and actually Kevin De Bruyne ook, they, uh, also, they are uh, classified as midfielders, but when they play in that high position uh, behind Lukaku, they are so high on the pitch, it's actually almost the second striker position. So, um, they play the same place where Mertes, da, uh, where Mertes is on the field, um, but Mertes is a, a forward player. Uh, it's the same place as uh, Trossard, as Doku, but those guys are forward players. So uh, De Bruyne, Hazard and Carrasco, they play on the same place as those guys, but classified as a midfielder. 
So they are a bit out of position. Okay. And is there any players here that you look at and uh, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily great uh, options or could be good options, but you think are just really either overpriced or underpriced in relation to the other players in other nations, you don't think their pricing is correct? Overpriced for now, Eden Hazard, because 10 million for a guy who didn't play for two years, <laughs> it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, and if I think he won't play the first three games, he won't start, I think. So 10 million, I I recommend everyone don't go for Eden Hazard because he won't play. Um, I think 11 million for Lukaku is um, too low. Um, really? Yeah, I, I see 12 million for uh, Ronaldo and Mbappé. So I don't know why, but I'm happy with 11 million for Lukaku because he will, he will score. Um, he will score a lot. I think that's one thing be, I... Uh, I thought with like when you when you're sort of making those first drafts and you're thinking what pre what three or four premiums do I really want to go for and for me for match day one it was Ronaldo first and Lukaku was the second person I put in yes, my team yes um, um the most underpriced player for Belgium is Carrasco hmm. seven million he will play He's classified as a midfielder, but he actually plays in front after uh, behind Lukaku. And when the Bruyne isn't on the field, he takes all the set pieces. And I think the Bruyne won't be on the field in the first game. So Carrasco will be a 7 million player for Belgium who plays um, in front, almost in front. And he take all the corners, uh, all the, um, the, the free kicks, um, not penalties. Penalties will be Lukaku. Uh, so he's so underpriced, um, it's incredible. And Tielemans, 6.5, he, he scores sometimes. So um, also tonight, he uh, almost uh, give, uh, gave two assists. So Tielemans, 6.5, will play always 90 minutes. It's great value for money. Um, yeah, and um, in the back, okay, Courtois, 6 million, but he makes a lot of saves because we are defensively not so great. Um, but I think six, six million is, is too big, uh, too much for, for a goalkeeper. So then there is uh, one uh, player left. It's uh, Jason Denier, uh, 4.5. He will play. Um, and Belgium will keep, I think, they will keep a clean sheet. Tonight against Croatia, the team was very good. So um, maybe two clean sheets. So the Nair, I get, I, I get the, 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 the fuzz about him. A uh, 4.5 defender that will start for Belgium. It's, it's yeah, I, I, it's a good option. It's a good fantasy option. Okay, so well, let's look at, I guess, this pool of players because... You know, as we've gone through this podcast and as we come towards the end and the last couple now, we've noticed the podcast get longer and longer because obviously from each of the stronger options, uh, there's more and more players. And I think Belgium is, you know, Belgium is one of those sides that there are lots of options to go for. Yes. Um, so let's talk through them, starting from the the back to going up to the top. Who should we be looking at from a from a Belgian point of view or fantasy options? I know throughout this pod we've been speaking, but let's go in a bit more detail now. Defensive, um, yeah. 
I won't go. I, I shouldn't. No, wouldn't go for Courtois. It's too expensive. But um, defenders, um, denier, four point five, nailed position. So and he is a little threat uh, on set pieces. He's there always. So he scored a, a couple games. Uh, back he scored a goal so he's there and tonight he gave the assist for the goal for lukaku so denier he's he's always there for set pieces 4.5 million in a good belgium belgium squad he's great value for money so that is a very um, good player for the fantasy and uh, uh besides uh denier yeah castagne or meunier are great options because they have the clean sheets potential, but they have so attacking, so much attacking potential. But the the question is, who uh, gonna play? I guess Castagna. But when you when we see against Russia that one of the two guys starts, we can know uh, we will know the other. Uh, uh, he will play the rest of the of the tournament normally uh, as the first. Uh, as the nailed player on that position, and from so from from match day two on, um, the, the 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 player Meunier or Castagne is a really really good option. But do you not think that for match day three? So let's say let's say Castagne starts <laughs> match day one, right? Right. So let's say match day one Castagne starts. So we believe that he's the you yeah. know the, the and, starter, and then Castagne will play match day two. Yes. But then. If you guys are already through, then Munia might play yes. match day three. But then certainly, from, certainly. from the last 16, then we know that Castagna yes. is going to be the preferred one. So, yes. yeah, okay. So so that, that position, I would hold. So for now, defensively, uh, on the defense, uh, it's denier. And I will wait for uh, the, the pick of um, Castagna or uh, Meunier. But when we know it's a great pick, it's re it, re it really is a great pick. So, um, but I, 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 uh, I, w I would wait now uh, to know um, who, who of the two will play. Uh, okay. So we go midfield. Um, in midfield, uh, yeah, of course, when he play, uh, when he plays De Bruyne, ten million and a half is really not that much, I think. Um, and he, uh, in in Belgium. He, he and and in and in city too he's so great so much assists so uh, he, he take every set piece um how what do i have to say more about kevin de bruyne everyone knows him uh 10.5 it's a great option because he's a great player and when you pick him he scores and he he, he gave he give assists uh for lukaku <laughs> um it always will be lukaku <laughs> And besides the Brana, you have to go for Carrasco. Carrasco for match day one, seven million on set pieces in a, a, a very attacking position. Yeah, it's. I think the most incredible fantasy option for match day one is Yanni Carrasco. But I assume you still be captain in Lukaku on. Yes, of course, of the, course. The Belgium day. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, and other besides the Brana and um, Carrasco, I maybe maybe if you if you are uh, five one point well, five million uh, short, you can go for um, uh, Tielemans. Tielemans, he's not that attacking because he, he he doesn't play in that role, but he 
he scores now and then. Uh, he gave an, he gave an assist now and then. Um, he will play 90 minutes, so he's a, he's a good option. Not a great option, but a good option. Okay. And in attack, there is only one guy. Um, that is uh, <laughs> Lukaku, of course, the the Belgium Pookie. Um, <laughs> the Belgium and yeah, maybe maybe there is Mertes. Mertes, if if you don't have the money for Lukaku, if you you are stupid if you don't have the money for Lukaku. But <laughs> if you don't have the money for Lukaku, you can go for Mertes. He will play the first game also. Um, uh, he's nine million. He scores now and then. Um, he's a good player, but he's not on set. Mm, yeah, well, sometimes he he take the the free kicks. So Mertes nine million. I, I wouldn't go there, but you can go there. He will play. We, I mean, I, yeah, we haven't really spoken much about Mertens this um, this evening. It, it, does he do much for this Belgium side? Is he more of a playmaker, like the assist to a sister, or is he kind of like Firmino type player? What what kind of player is he for Belgium? No, no, he he has been a really, really, really important player. Um, not so much the last couple of years, but I, um, I think between the the, f the first years that Belgium was was um, become stronger and stronger, he was a substitute, and every every time he uh, he fell in, uh, he was substituted. Substituted, he scored a goal, and after a couple of years, he he managed to nail his place in the in the team, and. Um, yeah, he he scored a lot. I don't know his stats uh, for sure, but he scores a lot. Uh, but now, okay, he's 35, I guess. Uh, no, no, he's 34. Um, he didn't play so much for Napoli uh, because he was injured also. Um, but still, um, in his... I, I, I wrote it down from Mertes. In his 1,467 minutes, this year for Napoli, he scored nine goals and eight assists. So that is uh, a return every 86 minutes. So, fantasy-wise, it's yeah. still he still is a good player. And for Belgium, he's he he enjoyed he is so enjoying the the the, the uh, playing for Belgium. He loves the country. So yeah, it, it, he still is a good um, pick in. Um, Fantasy. I'm just wondering but, if if you're not going, if you because you're not going to be doubling up, so you're literally going no. for Mertens instead of Lukaku. I'm wondering, yeah. isn't it actually if you're not going for Lukaku, then Carrasco, like you might as well just go the two million less than Mertens and go for Carrasco instead, um, who we've seen has got the form um, towards the end of the season. He's had a huge season for Atletico um, and I'm just wondering whether there's there's the better value there um, either going Lukaku or Carrasco or both um, rather than Mertens um, would you agree yeah, or? I, yeah I, I don't look at Mertens for me it's Carrasco and Lukaku they are nailed in my team for the first match Match day. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, was a, I, I was. I was. I think I've come at the end of every pod going. Yep, yeah, I'm getting that player. Getting I've that had player, like seven. Player. I've got like 25 players in my squad <laughs> that can only fit 15. And <laughs> uh, um, so, this, 
I assume you will be taking three Belgian players in your fantasy t- side. Um, if not, how many are you taking and who, who are kind of almost definitely in that match day one side for you from a Belgian point of view? For now, it's already Iskarasko and Lukaku, and that won't change. They, the, those two will start. Um, and I think um, Denier will be there too. But for now, he's not in my team. You're a bit hesitant about Denier. Do you, is there I'm a, a reason for that? Or, you know, because he does offer a lot of value at 4.5. I know you're not that confident about the defence, but there aren't that many... Four, I mean, there are a few 4.5 options, but I would say they're equally as good as each other. Um, what, what concerns you about having Denier on your side? Uh, it's more um, I am uh, spreading my, my players over the five uh, match days uh, right, in the... Okay. the and when when I pick denier, I have so many players in those uh, in the the first two match days. So it's it's more a, um, a fantasy um, problem, a Euro fantasy problem. If, strategy if, more. Yeah. If if maybe for for now, I've I've Pau Torres from Spain instead of denier because he plays in the third uh, match day, only the third day from match day one. Um, so that's otherwise. If, if Belgium was in in Group D, he would be my he would be my team now. But it's more a problem from spreading your uh, chances uh, on the on the, the couple days. Yeah. So strategy point of view. Yeah, strategy point of view. I, I've 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 I'll be on. I've thought the same about that because I've got Pau Torres, um, and then I've got. Um, at the moment, two of the Danish defenders as well. Um, Me too. fixture against Finland. And it's just like, I looked at Denier and I was like, wait a minute, I'm piling a lot of defenders in <laughs> on Saturday. And if they, like, if they haven't, if they don't pick anything up, the one defender I've got to fall back on is a four million defender for North Macedonia. <laughs> 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 who's Ristos. still in there from yeah who's Ristos. still in there Ristos from recording team. episode one but um yeah it's uh it, it's definitely something to think about whilst um we're piling in and we know that a lot of people are generally going for this match day one kind of free hit strategy um where you yeah you can just go with whoever you think has got the best chance of a clean sheet but yeah if those if the if Denmark Belgium and Spain don't keep clean sheets, then you're you might be struggling a bit. Um, well, if the players then don't return um, attacking wise, um, which if you're going for a centre half, it makes it even unlike more unlikely. Like I think if it was if you knew that Castagna was definitely starting, I'd be happy to take that gamble. Um, because he's more attacking yeah. and the, the chances of returns are higher. But with a centre-half, I want an almost definite um, clean sheet. I want I want six points in the bag for them. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, think... I, I, know, I, know, I know Russia. And Russia scored in our qualifications uh, also two times against us. And they really have a good striker. Juba is a really good striker. Um, he's a great, a big guy. So I'm not confident in in keeping a clean sheet against Russia. Because he'll 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 try and like I think we've seen and um, 
like the likes, all of our own, like we've already said, he's had a really disappointing season with Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vertonghen and Denier, like someone like Artem Juba is going to go in there and be a bully. Like, yes, of course. Knowing, knowing that these three might not be very comfortable with someone that's really big, tall, strong, coming in there and um, basically doing what Lukaku is going to be doing at the other end. Um, but maybe trying better. to be even more... <laughs> but better. <laughs> but better. <laughs> okay, okay, Lukaku, yeah, might be better. Um, but, uh, yeah, these these three at the back, they, and they're going to be, um, like you said, how attacking-minded they are. So they are going to be left isolated at times, especially with Witzel mm-hmm. not there, sort of mopping up and um, being that, ec- that extra defensive player for them. Um, yeah, it's... It's an interesting one. I'm not sure I, I really want to trust in a defender when there's those other 4.5s there available that I feel that might have a better chance of a clean sheet. Yeah, that's my uh, my opinion too. So, um, yeah. Uh, Rob, have you got any questions for uh, Yahim before we kind of wrap up? No, because that might be missed. the one thing I did want to ask about was Carrasco, and we've covered it. And he's like, when we finish this, he is going into my uh, my 126th version of my draft for yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, probably the, probably the, for the, both the official game and um, the other game as well. <laughs> the great the great thing is I I saw today he's only um, in two percent of the teams, so. It's, the, I mean, it's really a differential. I think he'll be five percent at the end of this pod. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you if you look at the ownership, like players like De Bruyne is still one of the high. I think there's thirty percent ownership. Hazard is mm-hmm. still over twenty percent. I think by the time people actually realise, uh, do we know? Will Roberto Martinez probably have his press conference on Friday? I imagine Friday afternoon, which we're quite lucky. Yes. Um, that we're going to be getting, we we might get the Mernier or Castagna information from that press conference, so. um, which we're lucky that yeah, this is going to be one of those opportunities where um, we're going to get a press conference uh, before the game to help us maybe make those decisions. Um, but yeah, it's like we we know already De Bruyne's out and. I, I mean, I don't think I was really considering him before anyway. I think I was preferring Lukaku as the option. Um, but yeah, it's, I just want to know whether it's Mourinho or Castagna, really. just want to know which one it is. And I was hoping you'd give me the answer. <laughs> I would say... Uh, I would say I'm 80% sure uh, it will be Castagna. You, gotta, you put your head out there now. Yeah, I, I, 80%. What makes you say that? Is is it? Would you say Muni is a better player or Castagna? Or is it Castagna, is a better, Castagna is a better player. He's, um, he's a better defender than Meunier. And because we, are, we, we aren't that good defending, we need Castagna, we need the better defender of the two. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and because uh, Meunier played against Greece, the weaker side, um, and tonight against Croatia, uh, Castagne played. I think 
I think that, yeah. I'm not sure. Seventy <laughs> percent. He's gone from eighty percent to seventy percent. Let's, let's, um, let's stop now before he goes down to fifty percent, and we're back to where we were half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was, I was talking, I was thinking what I was saying, and and in my in my um, uh, my conclusion. Um, would, that would say that Shadley Shadley would play on the winger uh, left, but that, that won't be. It, it will be um, Torganazar and Torganazar. He played against Greece, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, Yahum, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you think is important to know before we go about about Belgium or about fantasy with Belgium or anything to do with that? No, I think we covered all. Yeah, everything covered. Yeah. Yes, uh, I think so. <laughs> and Rob, any question from you before we go? No, I think it's um, yeah, it's definitely been uh, yeah, good to have you on. And, Detailed, yeah, yeah, and hear about this Belgian side that like we know have been the world number one for so long, but yeah, and we know who Kevin De Bruyne is, we know who Romelu Lukaku is, um, but many people um, that don't follow La Liga um, or watch much of the Champions League outside of the like the English clubs might not know who Yannick Carrasco is and the fact that he's had a great season um, with Atletico so it's um, yeah hopefully we've given the listeners um, another um, reasonably priced midfielder to have a think about and ponder over the next few days whilst they finalise their teams. Yeah, because I only, uh, like, the last that I knew, so I did a reading a couple of days ago about Carrasco, and I heard how well he did at Atleti. But before that, he went to China and is basically being crap at China and not really, you know, done much. And then he came to Atleti this season on, I think, is he still on loan or is he gone there no, permanently he, now? He was last year, he came on loan in January. Yeah. And now in uh, uh, the summer uh, past summer, uh, Atletico uh, buy uh, Carrasco back because it, it was his second time there. He yeah. went from Atletico to China, and now he uh, he made the move back. So he's uh, he's a player of Atletico, not from China anymore. Yeah, because I was I know that he's had a, a tough kind of six seven years in both his personal life and professional life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's kind of how I understood that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you're right, Rob, that there will be a lot of people that might still think that Carrasco is in China and kind of don't really know much about him. So it's good to get that perspective from you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I've learned a lot and uh, it's been great talking to you. It's clear to see that you're, fan, you know, amazing football fan and you like you're fanatic of it so it's nice to kind of talk about um about belgium with you in so much detail um so we really appreciate that Definitely. i had really i had a, a really good time uh, i will I, I want to thank you guys for uh, this opportunity to uh, talk about my country um so thank you guys uh, you you're doing a great job thank, thank you. you cheers yeah um to the listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe and look out for our next instalment. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.